you're listening to Before the Bell podcast, hosted by Dan Carcass and Say No More. Okay, three, two, one. We are live. Courtney, yeah, thank are- you for joining me in this podcast. Um, of course, I had you on this podcast because uh, you know a lot about boxing. You know a lot about fighting. So um, you are the perfect co-host for this. So this is Before the Bell this is Before the Bell. This is a podcast about all, all styles of fighting, boxing, MMA, UFC. Um, so we're going to talk about upcoming fights on my list of fights coming up. Next Sunday, we've got UFC 236. That's um, Holloway and Poirier and Anastasia Gastelum. And then um, on Saturday of that weekend as well, um, Lomachenko, Crawler. And then in review, we'll talk about Spence versus Garcia, which you've just watched yeah. Five minutes ago. I literally just watched it now. So, um, yeah, man, Courtney, welcome to the show. Um, so, let's start off with the UFC 236. What do you know about that? And are you are you hyped for that? I'm hyped, but I'm not happy. So You're not happy? Why, why are you not happy? Because I, really I really wanted it to be Tony Ferguson fighting uh, Max Holloway. Or Tony Ferguson fighting Dustin Poirier. Um, but um, if you're following MMA at the moment... Uh, He's got some... Tony Ferguson has some family issues, so he can't fight right now. So that's why I'm disappointed. But it's yeah. it's still a good fight. I mean, it's a... But I mean, I think obviously everyone wants to see Khabib versus Ferguson, right? But that can't happen. Khabib is suspended. Mm-hmm. Um, Ferguson, like you say, he's got family issues. So um, this is, you know, Holloway stepping up to lightweight. What do you think about that? Um, that do you reckon he can, he, he can manage that or what? I think he'll manage because if you look at it, uh, Max Holloway, he's a big featherweight. I mean, he's taller than Poirier. He's taller than McGregor. He's taller than Khabib. I think he's as tall as Ferguson, if not taller. So Ferguson's probably one of the tallest uh, lightweights, right? So yeah, I think he can handle it. I mean, his size should allow him to. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it'd be fine. I've, I've, it's a hard one to call. It's a hard fight to call. Yeah, I don't know too much about Poirier, however you say his name. Um, but um, yeah, it, it seems like he's getting a title shot. He's been around for a while. I've heard that name for mm-hmm. years. So um, do, do you think it's a well-deserved title shot for, for him as well? I think it is, yeah. Um, so the thing is, he's already beaten Holloway. So they fought in 2012, right? I think it was 2012. And that was at featherweight. Mm. That was Holloway's first fight in the UFC. So Holloway had a six-fight winning streak in different organizations. Um, so he had his first fight in UFC against Poirier. Poirier was, you know, a bit hit and miss at that time. He had a few fights in UFC. Um, so he beat him. But obviously, 13 fights later, mm. he goes on, uh, Max Holloway goes on this crazy streak beating everyone. Beats Jose Aldo twice. Yeah. Beats... Um, Brian Ortega. Because he lost to Connor as well in yeah. his, like, early in his career. He lost to Connor also, yeah. yeah. And then after that Connor loss, he went on that streak and beat Aldo twice, beat uh, Brian Ortega, and now he's probably one of the greatest featherweights, so they say, of all time. Yeah, right? I'm a huge fan of Holloway. Huge, huge fan um, of the Hawaiian. Um, it is I, what it is. I mean, his last fight against... Um, Brian Ortega. TCE, yeah. yeah. Um, the way he just dismantled that guy's face and there was a lot of hype behind Ortega. Yeah, yeah. And and Holloway just, like, did you see his face afterwards? I like, saw it. It, it was, was like, fuck. Yeah, so, like, it was messed up. It was yeah, messed up. Yeah. Seriously um, messed that fight up. should have been stopped a little bit earlier, I think. Um, just because 
Ortega's got such a heart, he just wouldn't give up. Um, but he had no chance towards the end, and it he really didn't really. Should have been called, but um, he done round. He good. He did pretty well in round three, though. That's why I think it wasn't stopped, because in round three he did really well. Mm. Uh, he didn't win the round, but he caught him with an elbow and did some things to to Max, right? So I think that's why it wasn't stopped. So they let him go out for round four to see if he could do anything, and yeah, in round four he got starched basically. All right, all right. Um, so I know you you say that it's hard fight to call, but I'm gonna have to ask you to call it. How do you think this one's gonna go? Holloway versus Poirier two. Do you know what, yeah? I always say that a dangerous fighter is someone that's already beaten you. So they know they... They might be... Say you have a rematch, yeah? Yeah. Maybe in that rematch, uh, it's been a little while since you fought them the first time. So, but you that person who won the first fight, this time they might be deluded. Maybe they can't win. But they, they have that... They know in their head that they can win because they've already beaten you, right? So yeah. that's what I think the factor is in this fight. Poirier is good. Is that the fight factor? <laughs> inside joke inside joke um, but yeah that's what I think it is so um, I'm going to go with Holloway yeah um, I, Dustin Poirier hasn't been knocked out since I could be wrong but I think he hasn't been knocked out since McGregor knocked him out and that was a while ago yeah so I think it's going to be a tough fight I think Max Holloway's cardio is going to carry him through. Five-round decision, uh, Max Holloway. Might even be a split decision. But uh, I'm going to say three rounds to two, uh, Max Holloway. Uh, yeah. I think that's a good call. I'm going to go with Holloway as well, just because I'm a fan. And I think Holloway's been tried and tested um, by different opponents. Aldo, um, his last fight, I think he looked amazing. I think he always somehow manages to rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't doubt him on this time. I, I think Poirier, um, I think it's, I think it's a level too much for him, personally. Okay, okay. Um, um, so yeah, I'm going to go Holloway as well, so yeah. Before, uh, I'm going to stop you there. Go quickly. for it. Um, we haven't said much about Poirier. Um, and I'll say this, if Poirier wins, it would not surprise me in the slightest. He is no bum. He knocked out Eddie Alvarez, he knocked out Justin Gaethje, he knocked out um, Anthony Pettis. Those are all big, good uh, lightweights. Um, I just think I just personally think that Max Holloway is special. He's a special fighter. Yeah. So if he is a special fighter, he's gonna prove it to us. If he's not a special fighter, he will lose. But I just think I just don't think he will because he's special. I just see so much, like his timing, his reach. His... Do you know much about his natural weight and how lightweight will suit him? Like, what do you think? Um, I'm not fully sure, but I know he he probably walks around at around. Uh, this is this is just gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna guess it off of my head. I don't know for sure. The only reason I'm saying this is because I don't want to blow my own trumpet, but I do box myself and I know about cutting weight and weight and stuff. So I reckon he probably walks around at about 180, 175 pounds. Mm-hmm. So cutting all the way down to 146 pounds for featherweight, it's a lot of weight to cut. So um, yeah, he probably walks around around, what did I say, between 175, 180. Um, so I think him cutting to 155 is going to be better for him. So yeah. it should be it should improve Max. That's another factor. I keep saying factor. Um, yeah. So that's another thing. So I think Max has got it, um, and he's gonna uh, he'll have more power at the weight as well. But All right. Pe- no, like people don't knock out Eddie Alvarez. People don't knock out Dustin Gaethje. Um, and uh, the thing is, Max isn't really a knockout artist. No, like I'm you talking, think about it. I'm talking about Poirier now. Yeah. Poirier, he knocked out 
Eddie Alvarez and knocked out Justin Gaethje. People don't knock them out. Like, and he knocked them out good. So, but yeah, I mean, Max's timing is really good. So yeah, I got Max, but if Poirier wins, it won't surprise me in the slightest. This is a close fight. It is yeah. a close fight. All right, okay. Um, so yeah, it's pretty unanimous. We think that Holloway's going to take this one. Um, and then, just rate your anticipation for this fight. It's not that high, really. You said you're not, you're not that fast because you think it should be Ferguson. Um, I, you know what? I'm, I'm talking of UFC... Two three six is it? Two three six. I'm more excited for Israel Adesanya versus Calvin Gaslin than I am for the main event. All it's, right, it's Let's still going to be a very good fight, though. It's, I'm going to watch uh, Max Holloway versus Dustin Poirier. All right, let's jump on that next then. Um, the style bender, the last style bender. <laughs> I was just checking his uh, Instagram um, just now. His Instagram is style bender. Um, yeah, Adesanya Gastelum. I think it's. Um, I'm. I'm obviously. I wasn't really on a hype train for Adesanya until I watched him and uh, Anderson Silva. That was a really good fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just having that legend in the ring, obviously he's getting on a bit now. He's like 40-something. 43 or 44. Crazy One of those to still be fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, but just seeing them two, they're so similar. Obviously Adesanya uh, kind of idolises um, mm-hmm. Silva. So to have them both, you can see there was huge respect between the both of them. Have them both in there um, fighting was a yeah I love that fight. It's a shame it was only three three rounds. Yes, it was a big Should, shame. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of a little bit on a hype train now. Um, I think that Adesanya, obviously, he's got sixteen um, sixteen win record in MMA, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. decent. And he's got a huge amount of fights, uh, amateur and kickboxing as well. Mm-hmm. But this is going to be a test for him. Gastelum's going to be a test. Do you agree or what? I agree. I agree. Uh, Gaston is gonna should be a big test for him, um, but I think I'm I'm similar to how I think of uh, Max Holloway. I think Starbender is right, Desanya. He's a special fighter, and uh, when I say special, special is an understatement. Yeah. Max Holloway, he's special. As Desanya, it's just, I mean, I feel like when when uh, Anderson Silva first came into the scene, yeah, and you look at. Israel Adesanya first coming into the scene. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the UFC scene. Israel Adesanya, in my opinion, is better at that stage than Anderson Silva was. And that is saying a lot. I'm giving Adesanya huge praise right now. Yeah. He's, it's just, if you just see the way he fights, man, his timing, like... You kind of feel like he's playing with people, you know? Like, he mm-hmm. can kind of see, mm-hmm. kind of like the Matrix, can see what they're going to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think it's, it's kind of, people are excited by his fights. His fighting style is very flamboyant. Um, he has that, I was listening to um, a, a podcast that he did, and obviously mm-hmm. he has a, he's into dance, he has a dancing background. Yeah. He could have actually chosen to go into dance rather than fighting. So I think when you have that natural um, movement with both feet, um, similar to, again, Lomachenko, which we'll talk about um, after this, mm-hmm. Lomachenko has a background in dance as well. Yeah, yeah. Sexy ballet he has a background in. So Exactly. So I think it's not a coincidence that like really good fighters know how to move their feet mm-hmm. from dancing. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I'm I'm really excited. And obviously his backstory, being Nigerian. Shout out to you know, <laughs> let's get a Nigerian champion. Obviously we've got we've got one already now. Yeah, you do. We've you got do. the the Nigerian nightmare as a champion. Um yeah, but anyway, that's another story. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of backing him, but I'm a big fan of Gastelum as well. I've seen him, um, he's been around for about five years, 
he he won the Ultimate Fighter. Um, Five I, years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know off the top of my head what number it is, but um, in that Ultimate Fighter, it was him and Uriah Hall. Yeah. So Uriah Hall was undefeated. I don't think Gaslam was was um, like previous to going into the Ultimate Fighter, right? Um, and everyone was on high praise of Uriah Hall. He was knocking out people with head kicks and spinning back kicks and stuff. And everyone was like, this guy is the next, he's the next guy. He was a scary dude. And if you look at the um, fights in the Ultimate Fire, Gaston won his fights, but it, it wasn't like blowouts, you know. He won them, but it wasn't blowouts. So uh, Gaston was a very big underdog in that. And then obviously the final happened between Uriah Hall and Kev- Kelvin Gaston, and Gaston just starched him, like took him down. I mean, the whole fight was on the floor. Yeah. Took him down, punched him, took him down, punched him. Didn't knock him out, but I mean, it was almost like a Khabib showing. You yeah. know, how Khabib ragdolls uh, his opponents. And um, so people were shocked. And then he went into UFC, had some wins, has had some losses. But he's been on a win streak now. And uh, yeah, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter. This- I think um, that's the thing. Styles makes makes yes, fights or whatever. Sure. I think, do you think that Adesanya is going to be scared of um, the wrestling ability of Gaston? Um I think he'll be more worried about the power than the wrestling ability. Because as of recent, if you look at his maybe last four, four three or four fights, so he beat um, uh, Jacare Souza, who's a very good fighter. Uh, he beat, um, uh, who was that English body? Uh, Michael Bisping. Yeah, he beat Michael Bisping. Knocked out Michael Bisping really badly. And he beat a few other, t- other top contenders uh, in the middleweight division. Yeah. So um, he's got power, man. He's got power. I think Adesanya will be more worried about his power than his wrestling ability. If in the stand-up, because his game is going to probably try to come on the inside. He's got good head movement, Calvin Gaston. He moves his head a lot. He's really short and stocky. Um, and he explodes him with punches. So I think he's going to... The only way that he can beat Adesanya is if he keeps it close range. If he keeps it at a distance, he will lose. Of course. And if he's losing on stand-up, he's just going to take him down. But people don't realise that Adesanya has a very good takedown defence and actually good jiu-jitsu. He just doesn't have to use it. He's got really good jiu-jitsu. If, you, if you're a fan of Adesanya, you go on YouTube or even on his uh, Instagram, you see that he's actually really good at jiu-jitsu. So, but, I mean, I'm just trying to look up his record now. Has Adesanya fought anyone kind of wrestling level similar to Gastelum, though? Um, has he really been tested in that way, though? The only per Kind of. Two people. Um... Marvin, I think it's Marvin Vittori. I don't know. His second name is Vittori, right? So he's an Italian, Italian MMA fighter. Yeah, Marvin Vittori. Wow, I really do know my stuff. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, he took him down. He won that on split decision as well. He didn't win that unanimously. It's probably his toughest fight in the UFC. Um, but he stopped a lot of takedowns in that fight. But Marvin Vittori is nowhere near on the level of uh, wrestling as Gastelum. Yeah. So this is the reason why I really like this fight. Because I only see two ways. Maybe he could uh, stay, stay on in the inside and punch him, but it's not going to happen. Adesanya is too good. And if I'm, if, if Adesanya is, if I'm overhyping Adesanya, maybe Gelfin Gaston can do that. But I think in the first round, he's going to realise that I cannot win this fight standing up. Then from the second round, he's going to use his wrestling. Um, that's the only way he can win. And if he can keep Adesanya down, yeah, he can win. I think... Even though I think Adesanya is a special fighter, mm-hmm. as you say, styles make fights, right? So, and I'm saying that Max Holloway should beat Poirier. But I think it's more likely, even though Adesanya is a very special fighter, that 
Calvin Gaslam could be Adesanya than Poirier beating Holloway. Yeah, I think um, whenever you have someone with a strong wrestling background against someone with a, a strong striking background, for me, don't underestimate the wrestler. Yeah, you don't. Don't do it. Because, don't do it. yeah, they, they can, you know, if they, get, if they get wobbled a little bit, they'll just shoot. And they'll just go for the takedown. And, you know, if um, Gastelum really puts it on, puts it on Adesanya and, like, you know, constantly grinding on him, taking him mm. down, we're going to see, you know, we're going to see if um, Adesanya's got, it's got what it takes to mm-hmm. overcome that. Um, but, yeah, so, um, what's your take on that? I mean, you know, give me a call. Like, what do you think? Coming from what you just said, it's an interesting point when you just said that uh, we'll see what Adesanya has. Because as I was saying before, he's got good jiu-jitsu, but he hasn't had to really use it. If Calvin Gaston just take him down, mm. he's going to have to use the jiu-jitsu. He's going he's gonna to have to fight from his, from his back and, you know, defend. Um, so he's going to have to use the jiu-jitsu. So um, that's a really good point. Um, I'm still going to go with Adesanya, I think. Yeah. And if he does whitewash him, if he knocks him out in the first round or he just literally whitewashes Calvin Gaston... I just, I just don't see anyone beating Adesanya, man. I really don't. This is, this is basically his real acid test. This is Adesanya's real acid test, and this will show us really how good he is. Yeah, well, that's the thing. We're not, we're not even talking about the other people in the division right now because this is a title fight, uh, well, interim title mm-hmm. fight, yeah. which I don't know how people feel about those. But, I mean, it feels like the two best guys in the division, for me, are the crazy Cuban um, with the fucking insane... Physique. Yoel Romero. Soldier of God. Yeah, Soldier of I God. I love man. you, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> and um, obviously Whitaker as well. Whitaker, yeah, I have yeah, a yeah. huge respect for him. And um, I think that guy's a badass. So the fact that you have a title fight that doesn't include the two best guys, in my opinion, in, sure. the, in the division is a bit strange. And what do you reckon um, Adesanya would fare against either of those two? It's a tough one. Though. Yeah. It's a tough one. People reckon I've been reading some YouTube comments and... Yo Romero, um, Yo Romero has better... Uh, he doesn't use it, but Yo Romero has better wrestling than Gaston, in my opinion. Well, not wrestling, because there's different between... There's difference between... I'm not going to... I could go into a long run now, but you've got jiu-jitsu, you've got wrestling, then you've got grappling, right? There's a difference between all of those three things. So Yo Romero's grappling, like, on the ground, is better than... Um, uh, Gaslin's grappling but wrestling yeah Gaslin probably has better wrestling than Yo Romero um, I think he beats Whitaker. I think Whitaker is the easier fight for Adesanya than Gaslin just because really? of the styles because Whitaker stays on his feet he's I mean he's got above average you know ground game but he's not you know look at all his fights it doesn't really it's not his style he stays yeah. on his feet he throws kicks but this guy has survived two fights with Yo Romero yeah, which is you know the, both of them were you know, I think the second, I think both were split decisions. Both were split now. Yeah, both of them were split decisions. So they're, they're both really close fights. Yeah, yeah. really close fights. Um, it's just, but remember also, styles really do make fights. So, uh, Whitaker's style is an easy style for Adesanya. And like I say, I think Adesanya is very special. So, Adesanya beats uh, Whitaker. Yo Romero, 50 50. Uh, yeah. That guy's just a beast, man. Exactly, yeah. Um, exactly. Um, reading some comments and um, on on YouTube, which maybe is not the greatest idea, but people are saying um, Yoel would, would use Adesanya as a toothpick. I mean, 
the guy's a beast. I mean, yeah, it, he it, is. It would be a hell of a fight to see. It um, would be an amazing fight to see. I, I'd, that would probably be my top fight that I would want to see, and that weighs a lot. That 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 weighs a lot on what happens with Gastelum and Adesanya. Um, but yeah. you, also, uh, let me just uh, coming on from talking about Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero was supposed to fight next weekend against Jacare Souza. But he pulled out because of uh, problems, and those problems have has, have come from cutting weight. So, right. um, and he had it before. He's missed weight like three different fights. You know, he's an old guy. When you're cutting weight at the age of forty, he's not easy. So, um, yeah, and Jacare Souza's fighting someone else now. But for me personally, this fight, Gastelum and uh, Adesanya, because Adesanya's hype, he's getting this fight right, and he beat uh, Anderson Silva. But this fight should really be Jacare Souza versus Calvin Gastelum, in my opinion. Gastelum is number three. Yeah. Sorry, not Gastelum, sorry. Jacare Souza is number three. Gastelum is number four. Adesanya is number six. Something like that. Um, Yo Romero. Okay, so you mean for the title? Because obviously yeah. they've had for the this interim, fight. For the interim title, yeah. They've it had be... this fight. So, so, so you think that obviously Gastelum won that? So Gastelum should be interim? No, Gastelum, Gastelum should be fighting Jacare Souza for the interim title. Right. I think this is because of the hype they've given the fight to Adesanya, right? Mm hmm. Adesanya, yeah, he's done some good things. He's only been in UFC for a year. They should make him maybe fight somewhere else. Like, maybe fight... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember his name now. Who's that American fighter? Uh, in that division? American fighter. And he was champion for quite a long time. And he got oh, beat by Rockhold. Chris Weidman. Weidman. He should maybe fight Chris Weidman and then go further. This fight, should the interim title fight should be between Sousa. Sousa just knocked out Weidman cold. And he's been on a little streak, two fight win streak, had a break. Yeah. But we'll see anyway. It's a good fight. Um, I'll have Adesanya, Adesanya winning in the tough, tough fought fight. I'll have Adesanya. It's hard to say. If he does knock him out, it'll be in the late rounds, maybe four or five, or it's, it might be a unanimous decision. I'll go with Adesanya unanimous decision in this fight. Yeah, yeah. Like you say, it's tough to call. Well, yeah, um, it's tough to call. I think there'll be an upset. I feel it. Gastelum. Yeah. Yeah. I feel okay. like whenever you have this hype train, mm-hmm. someone like Gastelum is the kind of guy that could just derail that train, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. With, you know, like you say, he's got power. He's not just a wrestler. He's got power in those hands. And um, he can he can just grind. I can mm-hmm. just imagine it being a grind. Even if it's a boring fight, mm-hmm. he's not going to mind. Just take yeah, him down, grind him, grind him, grind him, grind him. And he might just grind out a victory here. And also mention as well, he also beat Jeffrey Souza, Gastelum. And yeah. I'm saying Jacare Zuzza deserves this fight more than uh, Adesanya. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the reasons why they're not doing it is because he already beat Jacare Zuzza. Probably one of the reasons. Yeah. So, okay. So, so, so we're going a split decision now. You're yeah. saying Adesanya, I'm going to go with Gaston on this one. It's, it's good to have some, uh, you know, divided opinions. <laughs> all right. We can't, we can't agree on everything. Exactly, we? exactly. Um, all right then. So that, that, that's the previews. There are some other previews, but... For uh, two weeks ahead, we've got um, Amir Khan, Terence Crawford, and then Garcia and Granada or something. Yeah, Adrian yeah. Garcia first. Adrian Garcia, Danny Garcia versus mm. um, Adrian Granados. Yeah, but we can talk about that next week. Um, so yeah, let's get into the preview. So you, you you've got your you've got your copious amounts of uh, notes there. Oh yeah. So we're gonna get into. Errol Spence, Mickey Garcia, that happened on March the 16th. Um, both fighters were undefeated going into this. Um, both fighters have beaten good, good people. I mean, Mickey's beaten um, Adrian Broner, 
Um, Spencer's beaten Kill Brook. So both decent decent yeah, yeah, yeah. decent fighters. Um so this fight is very recent in your memory, you've just watched it literally. What's your um what's your take on this one? And it's boxing as well. Boxing's your Yeah, boxing's boxing more, is your more, thing, so more, more my forte and more my forte. Yeah. Um even though I do like MMA. Um I have I hold my hand up when I said I had Mikey Garcia winning. Um um and only because I think I thought well I still think now his skills are really good. He's got amazing skills, and yes, he was growing up two weights. But I thought he's just if you look at Mayweather, um, he's gone up the weights right, and he's in he fights at world weight. He's just probably one of the smallest world weights in there, and he's fighting big guys like Darno, um, Canelo. He fights all these big guys, but he beats them because his skills are so good. So I was feeling that Mikey Garcia would do that to Spence, but it didn't happen. Um, it was a good fight. Um, Mike Garcia just didn't have an answer. He just, he did yeah. not have an answer. I mean, I've never seen Errol Dispense throw so much jabs in my life. And he just kept him on the end of the jab. Um, a lot of body shots as well. Yeah, especially, and if you look at it, um, I gave Errol Spence every round, right? Apart from round two. I gave Errol, uh, Mikey Garcia round two because he had some good punches. You know, Errol Spence didn't really do much in round two. But then after round two, especially from round six onwards, uh, Errol Spence started fighting Mikey Garcia at his own game. He started fighting on the inside. Mm-hmm. That's what the only way Mikey Garcia was winning that fight was fighting from fighting on the inside. So then he fought him at his own game and still was beating him. Um, and that confused um, Mikey Garcia even more. He was close to being knocked out in round nine. So, I mean. He was close to being knocked out, and maybe that fight should have been stopped as well. But again, um, these Mexican fighters, man, they have heart. They have a lot of heart. Yeah. And- and they don't quit. You know, maybe that's not so good for their kind of longevity in the game, mm-hmm. taking so much punishment. Um, yeah, I feel like that fight could have easily been stopped in round nine. Yeah, it could have done. I'm happy it wasn't though, because Mikey Garcia doesn't deserve to go out, go out like this, go out like that. And he's one of my favorite fighters. Um, and again, he won't be beat for a long time. He'll go back down to uh, lightweight and he'll beat everyone. I think he'll even beat Lomachenko. You, you, you think Garcia can beat yes, Lomachenko? Yes. Lomachenko is very good. Um, well, then you called Rigondeau um, versus Lomachenko. Yes, you called that. I called Rigondeau, I did. Yeah. But um, again, I went out on the same whim with what I was saying with Mikey Garcia that the skills will show. Um, but again, he went 122 pounds to 130 pounds. I mean, that's the only reason Lomachenko fought him. They had numerous chances to fight at 122 and 126 pounds. And Lomachenko would never took it. And he would never have taken it because he would have got beat, in my opinion. But again, that's a whole other thing. Um, I will say one thing about this fight that surprised me with uh, uh, Errol Spence is that um, he was a, he did a lot of feints and a lot of... So he'd throw the jab mm-hmm. and then throw a body shot behind the jab. And he'll keep, he kept blinding Michael Garcia with his jab and throwing a body shot. And he did that a lot. And then from there... He mixed it up. So every time he threw the jab and his hand would come out, Michael Garcia was expecting the same thing. But then he would throw the jab and throw the hook. And that's what started to open up. If you look from round six onwards, because he switched from throwing the jab and throwing a body shot underneath the jab, which was working, he switched it to throwing the hook. And he, he caught Michael Garcia with some very good right hooks. Um, right hooks? No, sorry. Very good left hooks. And that's what started opening up the fight. And that's why he started fighting on the inside and started bullying from round... round 7 to 11, 7 to 12, which is him bullying 
absolutely bullying, bullying Mikey Goff here. Yeah, for me, this fight reminds, reminded me of um, Mayweather versus um, Canelo. You know, when a good fighter comes up against someone and then they all of a sudden they have no answer. Yeah. You can just see that. You can just see the frustration in their face that that you know they're getting hit, but they can't hit back. You know, whenever whenever he tries to swing, he was he was trying to throw some 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 big punches. You can tell he's getting frustrated. He was missing. Um, you can definitely tell Garcia was frustrated in this fight. Spence just, um, yeah, he, he had his number. Um, how, let's give this fight some ratings. Um, how do you rate Spence's performance out of 10? Um, before I rate, I will say this. Mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia's performance was not a bad performance. Um, he did really well in round two and really round, really well in round five. Um, but it's just that Spence proves that he's a level above. But it was actually a very good performance. A very in in it was a moral victory. A moral victory for mm-hmm. uh, Mikey Garcia. Um So there's no shame in that defeat, you No, think? no shame whatsoever. People will forget about that defeat. And he'll go back down to that weight and beat everyone. Okay. Um So yeah, Spence out of ten, what do you think? Spence out of ten. I'd give him a an eight. I think it was an eight out of ten. I agree. An eight yeah. out of ten performance. Yeah. Um could almost stepped, flawless, yeah. almost. Could have stepped up a bit more, but yeah. I mean, he didn't need to. Yeah, and, uh, and for me, what I like about that Spence performance is that he threw a lot of, you know, his his punch count was high, you know, mm-hmm. like he, he could have made it a boring fight, um, especially towards the end of, of, of the fight, towards, you know, the latter rounds, but he didn't. He still kept the pace up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I always respect in boxing fights, otherwise things get a bit dull. Um, so, yeah, okay, so what number would you give for Garcia then for his performance? It's a hard one. Hard. I want to say six or five point five, but it's hard to. Say. You know, I'm gonna go with six just because he didn't get knocked out. Yeah. And I and I said that he got a moral victory. I'm gonna go with six because it actually wasn't a bad performance. You showed I a mean, lot of heart. Yeah. I mean, fighting anyone else. I mean, for example, if he fought, if if that was Amir Khan, he, in my opinion, I think Mackie Garcia would have beaten. Yeah. And you know. Yeah, I think I agree as well. Um, um, I was gonna go between five and six as yeah, well. Yeah, I'd say six. It wasn't a bad performance. He just wasn't. Spence has just proven himself. Spence proven for me that was his. I wouldn't say his acid test. The only yeah. reason it wasn't an acid test was because he's Mikey Garcia is much smaller. But in terms of showing me boxing skills, it, for me it was a uh, Errol Spence's acid test, and he surprised me. Uh, yeah. yeah, and then the fight in general. What do you rate the fight in general out of ten? Should people rush out and watch this fight if they haven't seen it already? I think it's one of those things where you have a split opinion between casual fans and them, and actual fight fans or boxing fans. I mean, I would I, I, uh, a casual fan will probably give it a four or five, but a boxing fan will probably give it a seven. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'd say seven. So yeah, uh, Spence's performance an eight, Garcia's performance a six, and I give this I give the the fight a seven, seven out of ten. All right, that's yeah. a decent fight. I I agree hundred percent with you there. Um, do you think the decision? Um, well, you didn't whatever know that much, but I think it was a unanimous decision. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, one of two of the score uh, judges scored it one twenty one oh eight, and one of the um, judges scored it uh, one nineteen one oh nine, and that's why I scored it. Right. One nineteen one oh nine. I gave Mike Garcia one round. So um, yeah. So, I mean. Those are fair scores. Like no one, no one could uh, scream any, you know, robbery or anything like that. So yeah. Those are definitely fair scores. All right, fair enough. All right, I think um, we're getting towards the end of this podcast. 
number one of um, we have to admit we haven't quite decided on a name yet. Yeah. We're we're arguing about that. We won't mention it on on um, on record, but the name will come later on. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about in the world of fighting? I mean, we, we I just want to give a shout out to Leon Edwards. Obviously, the Brit beat Gunnar Nelson um, at the UFC London. Mm-hmm. Gunnar Nelson's a beast. Yeah, you know, I was surprised. Guy, yeah, the guy's a wily guy. And, and when I saw the result, I haven't actually seen the fight yet, but when mm-hmm. I saw the result, I was like... I put money on Gunnar Nelson to win, actually, because he was actually the underdog in the bookies. Um, and I was like, well, these bookies don't know what they're talking about. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Although he did get touched up with a free piece in the soda, um, he did beat Gunnar Nelson, which was... Uh, a really good win for him yeah really good win shout for out him. to Leon Edwards um, and then obviously Darren Till lost against Masvidal uh-huh. um, what would you reckon Darren Till's he's lost twice now mm-hmm. but I mean obviously high level he's 24 so yeah. I mean he's got he's got so much ahead of him um, he needs to learn to move his head yeah um, that's why he got knocked down by uh, Tyron Woodley because he throws his power and he just leaves his head uh, again I don't want to go into too much you know talk about knowledge of boxing but when you throw a shot you always have to move your head after you throw it especially if it's a power shot because power shots are, are always slower than a normal shot right mm-hmm. so if you're throwing power through a shot you have to move your head afterwards and he, he gets how can I say he gets excited by his own power like, oh I hurt him and he leaves his head out there yeah. and he gets hit and he did that twice but that was a beautiful knockout wasn't it it was the way Masvidal just kind of just launched himself at him and just like a yeah. flurry of punches and yeah he went sailing down mm-hmm. um, but yeah like you say he's a young guy yeah, he's twenty four. He's got he's got a lot of time in his hands. So yeah, yeah, he probably be champion one day. He he may well be. Um, and then yeah, anything else you want to add before um, we call this a wrap? We call it end to the first episode of. Uh, yeah. Of, uh, oh, of course. We haven't done the. I actually don't know what your hall of fame is. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be a surprise to me. See if I agree with this guy being inducted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every week we're gonna induct um, a different fighter from any era, mm-hmm. from any walk of uh, fighting, whether it's MMA or boxing. Yeah. Induct him into the Hall of Fame. So Courtney, you got the very first shout out. So who's your first Hall of Fame pick? Um, British fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of my most favorite fighters of all time. Um, yeah. I won't say the, ne- the name of the person who he knocked out, but you all know. He knocked out this person in front of 80,000 people in Wembley Stadium. <laughs> um, Carl Froch. So Carl Froch. He's amazing. This is yeah. a surprise. Carl Froch, he's so underrated, man. So he only lost to two people. Andre Ward, who's one of, like, I'm not even going to talk about how amazing Andre Ward is, and Mikhail Kessler. And he revenged that, avenged that defeat. He rematched Mikhail Kessler and beat Mikhail Kessler. So, yeah. Um, there's no shame in having a loss in your record to Andre Ward at all. I mean, and if you look at the people he beat, um, Andre Durrell, um, Lucy and Butte. Um, I remember the George Groves two fight. Yeah. And that knockout was just exactly. Like, I thought the guy was broken. Mm-hmm. I thought he was broken. Like, I'm surprised he didn't, you know, surprised he, you know, wasn't unconscious for longer. Exactly. You know what I mean? That, that, that was a, one of the best knockouts I think I've ever seen. Um, so and he was a champion for long, multiple mm. time champion at a uh, hundred and seventy five pounds. I think was one hundred sixty eight pounds. Sure. No, one hundred sixty eight pounds. One hundred sixty eight pounds. Um, so super middleweight, multiple time champion. I mean, and before um, and he became a pay per view fighter as well. His last f- three or four fights were pay per view. So, and 
when David Hay was just dying away, he was carrying the torch for British boxing as well. Um, he's so good, man. There's other names on his record that I, I don't remember. Um, but he's, I mean, his last seven or eight fights were all world title fights. Um, and he's won all his world title fights apart from Andre Ward. Uh, and obviously, we don't know how Kessler, but he avenged that. Um, yeah, man, he's so underrated. He's an amazing fighter. Uh, probably, probably in terms of a fighter, my most favorite fighter of all time. In that terms, is, um, yeah. In terms of boxing, no, because we all know who I'm going to say, and eventually his name will come up in our podcast. But um, yeah, Carl Frutch, first inductee into the uh, b- uh, Before the Bell podcast. Um, we, have, have, we have to have a discussion about the name, though. It, it could change. You've just aired the name out on air. No, but you said Before the Bell at the beginning of the podcast. Did I say Before the yeah. Bell at the start? Okay. Yeah, you well, said that I, at the I guess I guess that's official. It's official. Before the Bell. It may change. It may change. Um, yeah, and that's the very first Hall of Fame pick. So yeah, thanks for that. That's a that's a nice shout out. I wasn't even thinking about Carl Fuchs. Yeah, yeah wasn't I mean he's Carl got. Fritch. Have a look if you have a look at his record. Yeah. Viewers, have a look at Carl Fuchs' record and just see that amount of amazing opponents that he beat. It's yeah. Very good file. Very good file. All right. Um, just I just want to get your opinion before yeah. we finished up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we touched on it earlier slightly. Uh, Anthony Kroller versus uh, Lomachenko next week yeah. on the thirteenth. Uh, what do you think about the fight? What do you? What's your opinion? I just think that Lomachenko is already like we're honored to have someone like him around because you know if you're a, you know a fan of the fight game to see someone move like him and if you're someone actually you know we both do a bit of boxing uh, you know at uh, me for me very very low level you've you've actually competed so. Respect to you. Um, but yeah, to see someone that moves like that, it, it just inspires you to up your game, mm-hmm. to up your kind of foot movement and your head movement. And so, yeah, I feel honoured to even, you know, be around the same era as him, really. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you know, Crawler, you know, British guy, Michael, shout out to Michael. Um, he doesn't rate British fighters. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, I don't necessarily, like, agree you know, versus American fighters, he doesn't rate British fighters, but I think this is one of the fights where he's going to be right in a sense that the British fighter is not going to be up to scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Crowley is not going to, it's not going to do much to Lomachenko just because Lomachenko is just levels. There's levels yeah. to this game, and uh, yeah, he's up there. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Lomachenko, I'm not going to even think about how he's going to win, but he will win. Uh, Crowley's uh, got a heart who put in a good effort, but. Skills pay the bills, so Lomachenko all day, I think. All right, let's call this. This is um, 38 minutes-ish in. First episode before the Bell podcast. Courtney, I want to thank you for um, being my co-host. That's fine. Say no more. No, there we go. All right. I am am also say no more on Instagram. So you guys guys can follow me if you want. Um, So it's... Uh, the letter O the letter zero sorry the letter O the number zero then the word say no more then the number zero and the letter O that's so a bit complicated it's a bit I know it's a bit complicated but it looks really nice I'm that guy Kez and um, with that peace yeah peace out